Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Good morning. Good to see everyone. And I wish a happy Mother's Day to all those who are. God bless you. It's a, it's a tremendous call of God. It's a call of God. It really is to be a mother. And... I just want to talk about that, for, share with that a little while this morning. I want to honor all moms, and especially my, my, my wife, the mother of our children. She's not my mother, but she's the mother of our children. So I honor her today in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this day. This is the day that you've made, Lord. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We're glad to be your people. We're glad to live our lives for you. To be witnesses to you on the earth, to all those who we might come in contact with. We bless you today, Lord. We thank you for all you've done and all you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Just a little background on Mother's Day. Uh, the, the, the first Mother's Day was held... About 115, 115 years ago, in 1908, in a little town of Grafton, West Virginia, there was a Methodist church there. And a, a woman in the Methodist church one day had a memorial service held for her mother because she thought, my mother's done more for me than anybody in the world. So she held this service, and that kind of, it kind of caught on. And three years later, uh, every, every state was having a Mother's Day. But they weren't doing it all on the same day. So in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson declared the second Sunday in May would be an official holiday for mothers, mothers called Mother's Day. So that's why we're here today, to honor our moms. And, but honoring mothers goes back more than 115 years. It goes, but to me, it goes back 3,500 years. Because in the Ten Commandments, the Fifth Commandment that God gave the people of, the, of his people is to honor your father and mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land in which the Lord your God gives you. God determined that one of, the, one of the principal characteristics of his people is that we would honor our parents. And I was thinking, he, he put that right up there with thou shalt not murder. It's as important to honor your parents as it is to not have any false gods before you, to not covet, to not commit adultery. You, to honor your parents is, is crucial with God. He made it a command. It's not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. God says we, we are commanded to do it. So if we don't honor, and, and if we don't, the Bible says it'll go, it won't go well with us. Honor your father and mother that your days will be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. And the Apostle Paul put it this way when he quoted it in Ephesians chapter 6. He said, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. I wonder how many people 
are living a, having a hard time in life because they 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 have not honored and are not honoring their parents. The Bible says in Romans chapter 13 that we're to give honor to whom honor is due. So it's appropriate for us to to honor our um, our wives, the mothers of our children, and our and our own mothers if they, if they're alive. My mom's been passed away. My, my parents have been gone for a long time, but uh, my mom. My mom was a sweetheart, and she was, my mother was so, uh, is gullible the right word? Naive. My mom was so naive. She, she had a hard time believing the devil was going to go to hell. She just, she just, every, she believed the best of everybody. She, she really was. She was just a sweetheart. And uh, I remember one day, when I, when I got saved, I said to her, one day I said, Mom, you don't understand, I was going to hell. She said, no, I wasn't going to let you. I was like, are you kidding? Keep me from here. I need, I need, but, and when we got saved, you know, we, we just, we had to go tell everybody in our family about, about getting saved because we didn't know that. So we, we went there, we're going to get, we're going to, we're going to go to Massachusetts, we're going to get my mom saved. So we went there and we told, we gave you the whole spiel, the whole, you need to be born again. And, and she's like, but I, but I love the Lord. And said, so, no, you need to be born again. You need to pray this prayer. And we just kind of pushed it. Finally, she conceded. She said, okay, okay. So she prayed the prayer. And we're like, boy, we did good. We got my mom saved. We, good for us. Yeah. And uh, so we're driving back to New York. I can take you to the place on the throughway. It was, it was just after you get into New York on the extension from the mass, from the throughway to the Mass Pike. You get that, that 20-some miles of extension that goes from the throughway over to the Mass Pike. We were about halfway into New York, and, my, and the Lord spoke to me and said, what are you doing? That's what we mean. He said, with your mom. I said, yeah, well, we had to get her saved. He, he said, she loves me. She's my daughter. She's always loved me. My mom went to church not to go, not because the Catholic Church told her to go. She went because she loved God. She wanted to be in his presence. And so it's like my mom, I believe my mom's in heaven today. My, my mom picked up, I don't, I don't ever remember picking up my own laundry. Uh, helping with the dishes. I don't remember doing anything around the house when I grew up. My mom, my mom did it all. But it wasn't good for me because then I got married. And I expected my wife, you know, there's a guy named Wellington Boone. He wrote a book said, Your Wife is Not Your Mama. This is a, it's a book. Your Wife is Not Your Mama. And I expected my wife to treat me like my mom did. Just spoil me rotten. And that didn't work. But we've worked it out over the years. It took us... It took us 50 years, but that's all right. We'll... In, Genesis, in the second chapter of Genesis, after God created man, you know, he looked around. And he, said, he looked around the garden. And he said, you know what? I think I can do one better. And he took a rib out of the side of man. You know, I was thinking, when God made man, he formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his life, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and, and he became a living soul. But when he created a woman, he didn't do that with the woman. He didn't form her out of the dust of the ground. And he took her out of a rib out of the side of me. And to me, that says that a man is, in, is incomplete without, without, his womb, without the woman. It's not good for man to be alone, the Bible says. Now, some people are called to be single. It's a gift from God. But I know I'm not. When I was, when I was, in, fourth, when I was in fifth grade... Mrs. Dow was a, was a teacher. 
I just I remember, I remember a little short, very matronly lady, like in her 60s or 70s, and she went around the class one day, and she said, we were all saying what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I was getting real nervous because I thought, what does a 10-year-old boy know about what he wants to be when he grows up? What do I know? I'm a fireman, policeman, truck driver. I don't know. So she was coming closer and closer to me. And, uh, and I was getting real nervous. So I finally I decided I was going to say, uh, my, my dad was a salesman. He had a family business, uh, like, a, like, and uh, so I, I decided I was going to say, I want to be a, I want to be a salesman like my father. That was my intention. So I settled that in my mind. I want to be a salesman like my father. And she came to me. She said, Edward, that's my real name. She said, Edward, what do you want to be? And I opened my mouth, and this is what came out. I want to be a priest. And every and everybody in the class, all my classmates started laughing because they thought I was I was the class clown. You know, I was just I was, I was goofing off, but something came out of me. I was called, and God God brought that back to my remembrance after I got saved. But I knew I couldn't be a priest because I liked girls too much. Is that where? It's not good for man to be alone. I, I didn't know that was a scripture, but it's in there. It's not good for man to be alone. So God gave me a wife, but she's not my mama. And we struggled because I wanted my wife to treat me like my mom treated my dad, but that didn't work. But she's, but she was good. She's the best thing for me. God knew exactly what I needed. And the King James says. The king, when he talks about a woman, he says, God looked around and he said, God made a help meet for him. She's my helper. She, God gave me a helper. The, listen, and it's not, it's not God gave, made a help meet for him. It's like God made a helper suitable. That's, it's a help meet for him, suitable for him. So God gave me a helper for me that suits me. And if you're married, God gave you a helper for you that suits you. The Amplified Bible says, a helper who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. Let me read that again. The woman, the wife is a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. And I'm incomplete without her. No, that that I'm not, that has to talk about a wife, not a mother. But she became the mother of our children, and because she was formed to be my helper. That means there's some things I can't I can't do without her. I can't be successful without her. In Ephesians chapter five, it says, "Wives, be subject to your own husbands as, as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ." So also the wives ought to be to their own husbands and everything. Some women get upset at that. I remember several years ago, the Southern Baptist Convention was holding their annual convocation, and they came out with this statement. They said women, the Southern Baptist Convention said women should be submitted to, submitted to their husbands' servant leadership. I thought that's a good, that's a good point. A wife, a woman should be submitted to her husband's servant leadership, not dominating leadership, 
servant leadership. And of course, the press picked that up and they said, they big hit it. Oh, the Southern Baptists say wives need to be submitted. And that was like the worst thing you could do. But it's true. God wants harmony in the home. And he wants the wife has a, has a major part to play. God establishes, God establishes order in the universe. Just like, just like God says you must be born again. I don't care whether you like that or not. That's the way, that's the way it is. And, it, and we'll be happy if we submit to what God wants and the way God does it. You have to look at it from an eternal perspective. If I fulfill my God-ordained assignment, if I take my rightful place, then I'll hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If a woman takes her rightful place in the home, she'll go in, in the end, when she goes to heaven, God will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I remember Rick Joyner in his book, The Final Quest, said something that always stuck with me. He said, there's a whole different set of history books in heaven than there are on the earth. That God sees some people on the earth that, that, that nobody ever knew. They, they didn't have big ministries, but they, they, were, they were godly. They lived their lives godly. The Bible, in Matthew 23, 11, Jesus said, when his, his disciples, the apostles were kind of arguing about which one was going to be the greatest. He said, the greatest among you would be the servant of all. Mothers are amazing. A mother is an incubator. And when God created a woman, he gave her a special set of organs that a man doesn't have in order to hold within her the life of a, of a human being until it's fully developed. She's an incubator. She gives birth. I wrote this to her. She's a sustainer of life. She's a nurturer. She's a molder and a shaper of lives. She's a counselor. She's a teacher. She's a comforter. She's a medic. Where do, where do kids run when they fall and hurt their knee? They cry out for mom. She instructs. She trains. She corrects and disciplines. She's a homemaker. She's a chef. She's a maid. She's a scheduler. She's an organizer. She's a problem solver. And there are no holidays with moms. You know, a couple weeks ago, the Barone family was all sick, the whole bunch of them. But everybody still expects mom, you know, even if mom's sick, she's expected to, to kind of do the things that she's supposed to do, take care of us. It's amazing what we put on moms. There are no holidays. Moms are on call all day, every day. And she lays down her life for her husband and her children. And for that, she deserves to be honored. She really does. So what can we do to honor our mothers? One thing is to love her unconditionally. In spite of her shortcomings, in spite of her flaws. You know, some we've known, we've known some women that, that have major dysfunction in their life. But they have major dysfunction because they were raised in dysfunction. They were, they were abused, they were hurt, they were wounded. They weren't, they weren't loved like they should have been. And they grew up with dysfunction. And you can't, it's hard, you can't, you can't give somebody what you don't have. So, that, so they, they have some dysfunction in their lives. And because of that, people get upset with them. Their children get upset with them. We can't, we have to understand, they're not perfect. They all have, everyone has weaknesses and shortcomings. And we can never use it. They can never use that excuse to not love her. 
And I'm talking about children to their mothers and husbands to their wives, the mothers of their children. Show her you love her. Mothers are always giving, giving, giving. But mothers are people who need love. A woman has, a woman has psychological and emotional needs, just like everyone else. And she needs, she needs, we need to show her that we love her, demonstrate, give her a hug. I remember seeing a bumper sticker once that said, have you hugged your kids today? But I think we should have one that says, have you hugged your mom today? I used to have one on my car that said, I love my wife. And I drove up to the bank. I, drove, I was in this drive through at the bank one time, and the the teller says, where'd you get that bumper sticker? I want to get one for my husband. I thought, does he want one? <laughs> I, you, know, you, you can give it to him, but he may not. <laughs> but I, I proudly, I was, I was proud I had that bumper sticker. Because I love my wife. I really, you all know that. I love her. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. Boy, I'll tell you that. We shouldn't take it for granted that our, that our moms know that we love them. We need to show them. Don't ever, what, don't ever let what your mom or your wife does become a thankless life. We need to thank them. Appreciate them for all that they do. You have to understand her sympathetically and, and compassionately. You know, she does, she does, women do so much, but they, she, your, our, 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 your moms and your wives, they have their days too. She's not Wonder Woman. She gets tired like everyone else. If she's, if she's not having a good day, be tolerant. Give us, cut her some slack. Pick up the, help pick up the load. You know, when, a woman's, when a woman's young, she has discomfort every month. We have to acknowledge it. You just help her out. And later she goes through a change of life. And when you be ready, to, when she goes through that change of life, just be ready. Because she's going to be up one day and down the next or up one second, down the next. It's, she's also, she's, she's gonna, she's gonna turn on you in a second. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what I do? <laughs> Nothing. She's just going through that change. We need to listen to her. Respect what she has to say. When we have a problem, we want, we want her undivided attention. We need to honor her by valuing what she has to say. Pay attention to her when she's talking. Realize that she's, you know, she's learned some things in life. I think someone, someone one time, they said, your kids, your kids think you're the, you're, you know everything, and then, they, then they become teenagers, and then they're critical of everything un, until they get a little bit older and they realize that, you, that mom was a lot smarter than they thought she was. Moms, they've learned some things in life they can pass on if, we, if we're smart enough to listen. Accept her instructions and her corrections and submit to her authority. Even if, even if you disagree with it, submit to it and God will bless you. And help, help her, help your mom out. Mothers have so much responsibility, it's impossible to get it all done. Especially if you've got a bunch of kids. I mean, we had five children. That's a lot of laundry, it's a lot of cooking. A lot of shopping, a lot of meals to prepare. And uh, what did I do? Next to nothing. <laughs> if I had to do all over again, I'd be different. I know I'd be very different. But I was, uh, I was lacking. 
but help your mom to help for two reasons: to help to lighten the load, and to learn a work ethic. You know, when when moms make their ask their kids to help, they're teaching them to work, and that's what we need to do. And help her cheerfully. Our attitude should be: when mom, when our mom asks us to help, sure, no problem, I got it covered. It's very frustrating and it's very hurtful. We act like we don't want to help, like we can't be bothered. How many times has she stopped to help us? When we want her attention, we expect it. We need to give her, we need to help him out. And, one the, and finally, I think one of, the, one of the best things we can do to show mama how much we love her, how much we appreciate her, is to make every day a Mother's Day. Not just once a year, but every day. So I just want to honor my wife today and honor all moms for the, for the life that they give, for their families, for their husbands, for their children. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.